Okay. Hold on, can we pause for a minute? Norman, are you eating your gator bites? What are you doing there, huh? <laughs> I see what you ordered in DoorDash food. Homeboy's eating boneless <laughs> I thought you unsubscribed, Buffalo huh? Wild Wings. <laughs> Norman, can you go ahead and take us through your B-Dub flavor selection set? You can always judge someone based on their B-Dub. It's all Asian zing. All Asian zing? You're a fucking psychopath, dude. <laughs> you know you can split the flavors, right? <laughs> But you said you could judge somebody by it. You're a psychopath. <laughs> Welcome everyone to lap 20, 21, 21, correct? All right, 21. 21. Uh, what he said. I'm not even going to try Wood Brothers it. Racing. Was that Italian That is Wood Brothers Racing. Uh, a little bit of both. I like how he took it to the country. Mm. Norman Ryder, right back to the roots. Wood Brothers, <laughs> 21. Always been 21. Um, speaking of NASCAR, we don't really have much to touch on. We're going to do that a, a little bit of that. We've got a little bit. Of, we got some Indy. We got some F1. It was a race. Um, yeah, so we're just going to kind of run around the old gambit as usual and uh, see where very, very laid back uh, episode here. It's kind of freestyling. We should have had like a call-in deal where people could give us like what they wanted to hear. Um, but I know uh, Antonio went around in circles, I think, somewhere up in the, was, was it in Canada? No, was no, it, it was actually in Washington. In the States, yeah. in the big legend car? State side. I was in freedom country. Nice. Good day. And they allow you in this country? Yeah, they do. Quite yeah, often, actually. It's yeah. a legend, right? Yes. It's a Chevy, yeah. though. Oh, oh. We, don't, we don't do Fords here. Yeah. All it counts. Yeah, it's trust me. I'll never buy a Ford, just saying. Anyways. What are you doing here, boy? Is that a Chevy? Hmm. All right. <laughs> I like Chevy. Off topic though, Washington, I swear to God, is Chevy town. That is like all anybody owns there. Like I saw one of those, like, um, you know, when they do like the comparisons of like what places are Chevy for Dodge fans and they like, you know, put the state as the symbol that they think is majority stake or whatever, et cetera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, I saw one that said Washington was Ford and I was like, I know for a fact that it is Chevy because I go there and all you see is like, 2010 homeless people. Silverados, <laughs> Sierra, homeless people too, bro. I'm not even going to lie. It's pretty bad. Anyways. It's got to be. <laughs> we got Tahoe's out the ass, and they're all slammed, by the way. And you nice. got Silverados and Sierras, yeah. and, and that's all you see everywhere. So anyways, I'm just saying that is definitely Chevy Town. But uh, other than that, uh, my weekend went pretty good, actually, man. I'm not going to lie. I, it was It went... Uh, it was actually bad, and it and it started off poor, but it ended up finishing out pretty good. So, uh, we had we went through our first couple rounds of practice. Um, I'm still having this tight in the middle of the corner issue that's killing me. Um, we've been trying to decipher it's like if it's like a setup or a driver thing because we're st- I'm still learning at the end of the day, right? I've only been in the car since. 2019 and you have to remember that 2020 i did, couldn't race at all in 2021 i was only racing in canada at a track that had no other cars other than two of us oh sorry three of us sorry including myself so my experience in the car is not much and i did one race in 2019 so basically i got this year and last year essentially um so uh we were we were by, we've been battling a tight car since the start of 2020 we had big issues we eventually got it to swing pretty good and now we've Gotten ourselves to a competitive enough pace uh, that we can run basically mid-pack in the A-Main, which is good. Um, still got this tightness in the middle of the corner. It obviously gets worse as the run progresses. Um, 
been trying to sort that out for a while now. Still haven't figured it out. But this weekend was uh, the start of it. I can't lie. I was like, hey, I got to be doing something wrong. So I started like asking guys around uh, to see what they do, how they drive the thing. Because, you know, most most stock cars, when you're racing on short tracks, the intention is to drive into the corner as hard as you can, slam onto the brakes as hard as you can, and get back on the gas as soon as you can, right? That's the intention. Sometimes, depending on the car, there can be a coast period where you're actually off both and you're just waiting for the car to turn. Uh, not very long, usually. Sometimes you'll be rolling back on. Some cars, you actually maintain throttle. You never come off the throttle fully, even though you're full brake. So it's one of those things where it's it's almost like iRacing, where you have to learn the meta of a car. Um, as an example, when to upshift, because sometimes running it out to max RPM is not how you shift. So it's one of those things where I'm still learning the, I guess, meta of the legend car, uh, driving it wise. Hey, quick um, question, quick question. So you said you asked around the garage and stuff, like what's the age group that runs, are you, are you in an age group? Is that how it's set up or is it by like horsepower or what? Uh, so, so US legend car, you can buy it any age you want. Like you can run them at any age you want. Uh, Index is the sanctioning body and they basically offer, what is it, four or five different categories. So you get, uh, you get your young lions, which is what they call like the young kids. I think it's anyone under 16. Uh, then you get your semi-pro and your pro, which is basically anyone from 16 to 40 or is it 50? I want to say it's 16 to 40. Um, and then semi-pro and pro is just based off of, um, I'll be honest, I actually don't know what you need to get to pro, but there's a definitely a different designation. Like the Money. pro drivers are truly good drivers. I'm not saying they're paid to be there, but they're a higher tier than what would be semi-pro. So I'm sitting in the semi-pro category right now. Um, and then from 40 and over is masters, they call it. Um, it's just old guys, you know. The masters. Yeah, I was just curious because, you know, you said you asked around and I was like, man, is it like, you know, old dudes giving you advice, young guys giving you advice, you know what I mean? It, it is a solid mix. So like, put cool. it this way, there's two kids at the front that are like 14 that absolutely kick my ass. And there's a couple guys that are like 40, 50 that also kick my ass at the front. So there's definitely a solid age group. I would say I'm towards the bottom end of the age. I'm 21. So there's a few kids, there's a lot of kids definitely younger than me that are just getting into it. Um, but there's definitely a lot of older guys that have been doing it for a while. Like a uh, U.S. legend car has been around for a long time now. So they've uh, expanded to a lot of different ages. Let's Thank put you. it that way. Yeah. Sorry to side, side notes there. Sorry. Sorry. Get off to the No, no that's good. But getting, getting back into it. Um, we also had tire issues for forever, which was crappy. Um, Hoosier's been letting us down a little bit with the tires. Um, I actually was listening to one of the most recent Door Bumper Clear podcasts, and they brought on, I can't remember the guy's name, and I should know it because he's one of, I want to say, the son of someone who founded US Legend Cars or has a high... Anyways, he's, he's up there, and he was actually talking about the tire problems, and he was saying... They've got tires, but not enough to support the entire country. So they've kind of been going around to through the country or through, sorry, the uh, states and, and giving tires out to those who run under index sanctioning races. Um, so he's basically saying, don't worry. We understand that there's an issue. We're like coming around, getting everyone tires. Everyone's got to go through their period of suffering with no tires though. Um, so we definitely just got out of our period of suffering with no tires. I just got a new set this weekend. I also bought a used set this weekend, so we're good now. We're not running on 400 lap old tires anymore, which is good. 
Uh, but anyways, moving on to the actual event, I guess. So practice one, we kind of sucked. I was like low twenties. Uh, same with practice two, I didn't make much progress. Uh, but then we went out for the heat race again. I just, I, I was still just this tight off. Like we were trying things and the car was honestly worse than it was the last weekend we went out. Um, but then I got lucky. Um, actually I finished ninth in the heat race out of 10. So that wasn't very good as you can tell. But then we went into the races, and this is where it got crazy. So I didn't get into an A main. They took the top 20 and immediately put them into the A, and the remaining, I want to say, 13 of us battled it out in the B main for the top four position. So I ended up qualifying 23rd. So I started third in the B main. Uh, we get about five laps into the B main, and boom, downpour. And we run in the rain regardless of the weather. So if it rains, like you better keep going. <laughs> so it starts downpouring, rains. Uh, luckily I got road uh, experience in the rain because I ran the road course throughout 2021 up here and there was a couple events where it was pissing rain. So I actually have pretty good experience in this rain compared to some of the other guys. Now, A main guys who run up there all the time are going to have obviously experience, but compared to these B main guys, I drove away. I won the race by like half a track. So that was cool. Awesome. Um, moving up to the A main, uh, the rain, it was kind of pockety all day, but it ended up downpouring again in the a main like to the and i don't know if anybody's ever run on the oval in the rain it's not super common but when it does happen basically the banking sends all the water to the bottom of the track so you don't want to run the bottom lane you're running literally the top of the track which makes it very very hard to pass like you can't pass underneath someone put it that way so you got to basically shove it in on the outside and uh so evergreen speedway was where i was racing it's in uh Monroe, washington and it's a track that has a 5.8 oval and a 3.8 oval. So we use the front stretch. Like our front stretch is the same as the 5.8 front stretch. So that's the only place that actually has a wall. So thankfully, this is a great track to have that happen at because you're not really running in the marbles because a lot of the time they run right off the track, which is good. So there's no right. rubber marbles. Like some tracks, you get really bad marbles. And when I say marbles, by the way, I'm talking about the rubber that comes off your tire. Usually it balls up or it just sits on the outside of the track. And when you hit it, it's literally like hitting marbles. Like you just slide up the track. You got no grip because you're running on these little balls. It's like, it's like driving on gravel sort of thing. Yeah. It's a similar concept. Not quite as bad. Uh, but anyways, yeah, no. So we come to the A main. Um, I ended up starting since I got first, I transferred and finished or started 21st, which was way back there. Uh, throughout a couple cautions and stuff, I managed to work my way up. We do choose cone, which is new this year. Oh, Man, I thought Choose Cone was so stupid until I raced it. It is awesome. Oh, no more getting stuck on the outside. Now, in this case, I want to be on the outside, but normal races, no more getting stuck on the outside, which was fantastic, like the last couple of races. Or you can pick your poison, like, you know, say the top five, jump on the inside. You can try your luck on the outside or something crazy. Um, but anyways, in this case, the outside ended up being the dominant lane. So I managed to work my way up there. Uh, 40 lap race, so around like, 15, 20 laps in, I get behind this one car and I cannot get past this guy to save my life. I was stuck behind him half the race. We lost half a track to the guys ahead of me. And I was sixth fastest on track, which was cool. I looked at the lap times after. I was running about sixth fastest, but I was I was sitting in like that 12th range. So I finally got by this guy. Um, I was in what would have been ninth at the time. So I got by him, got into eighth. Um and unfortunately, there was just not enough time. So I closed the gap, the half track that we lost. And right as I got to the back bumper, the other guys, basically the race ended, which was crappy. So damn it. 
Tough. I finished in eighth though, which is so far our best result. Tenth was the best last time. Um, so we walked away with a good result um, at the end of it. Uh, but we know obviously the dry is what really matters the most and we went backwards. Um, so it's going to be something that's we definitely need to figure out for next race, um, whether it's reverting back to the other setup and trying from there or, you know, so trying something new. But uh, and it, it, it was nice to have a good result though. Let's put it that way. Felt good. Did the brake bias that y'all were swapping around help the car? It did. That was actually what made the biggest change in the car. Um, from So last time we went out would have been the first time we went with that brake bias swap. And that really changed the setup because that you can start dialing the brake bias. So basically how it works is you're either dialing brake bias in the rear, in or out. So if you dial the brake bias out, the car is going to tighten up. If you dial it in, it's going to loosen the car up. So, uh, essentially by doing that, we loosened up the car a bit. So it made it better because we were fighting tight the whole time. Uh, but we did find out this race in practice that only my right rear brake was working. The left rear brake was not working because it is a drum and the set I was going to ask that backed off and that fucked everything up. So it's not still left to right in the rear now. It's actually a true front to back. Cause I told you guys originally in mine was front to left, like left rear or sorry, left front to right front. And I was dialing in and out of the right front tire. So now it's actually truly like front to back. Like if I adjust the rears, it should be adjusting both rear brakes. But in this case, the, uh, what do they call it? The adjuster on the drum. Uh, anyways, it, it was back and out. So we fixed it. So anyways, long story short, that made a difference too. Yeah. I was going to ask if it was maybe a brake issue, you know, like that seems to be like the the ghost problem, you know, that like, oh, it's, it's the brakes, you know, like yeah, changing all your it, suspension and measuring all this stuff and tire pressures. And then at the end of the day, like you have a brake drum rubbing or something, you know what I mean? Like ruins everything. Yeah, no, it definitely, it definitely makes a huge difference without a doubt. Um, the braking, that bias thing was huge. Um, so I was happy to see that it helped us out. So on the note of like the car itself, um, how does, how does us legends work? Like how do you, all you guys live so far away from each other and all come like, what's, how does BOP work? Like what's the spec? Like how do, how do you manage that? Do they, like, is there a certain engine and suspension you buy or like, you know, can you, can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So, uh, the goal of the U S legend cars, I think they were, I think they came in back in 1992 or something, but the goal of the legend car was to be an entry level um, racing that you can get into any sort of racing. It's a very versatile car. It's very affordable. A brand new one costs you about 25. That's as a roller, obviously, but uh, you can get into a used one for anywhere from eight to 15 grand. It just depends how much you want to spend, how good of a car you want out of the bat. Um, they're made to run oval, dirt oval and road. They're a completely square chassis. They're smaller. They're very affordable. Like put it this way, you wipe out a front end, you're out a couple hundred bucks. Like you wipe out a front end in a, in a late model, you're out a couple grand. Like it's a lot yeah. of money in comparison. Um, like in some cases, I told you guys, like I came up racing quarter midgets. Like this car's honestly, if you don't blow an engine or, or junk the thing, it's cheaper to run. I can assure you of that. Wow. So it, it's, it's definitely affordable. Um, what, what is that? What engine does it have in it? So there, there's a, there's a few different engine packages. So initially they came out, they came with a 1200 CC Yamaha 
I want to say it was an FX09, which is a 1200cc four-cylinder. Um, then after that, they came out with a 1250cc, which is what I have currently, four-cylinder as well. Um, that was kind of the main engine for a while there. And then most recently, I want to say within the last few years, they came out with the, uh, it's all still Yamaha, but it's an FZ09. So it's a three-cylinder 900cc engine, but it's water-cooled. The other two were air-cooled. So the FZ09 seems to be the ideal engine for oval racing because it's got a way better, it, it's way better in the higher RPM band. Uh, the 1250 is better in the lower. So when you road course race, a lot of guys prefer the 1250. Because it's got that out of the corner power, you're in the lower band kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so you know, most of the guys on my track, like I, out of you know the thirty of us, I, I bet you twenty five of them run uh, FZ09s. Whereas there's still five of us running twelve fifties. Um, but you actually have to drive it differently, which is cool. So like on ovals, for example, we drive it into the corner deeper, but we get on the gas later. But we have the power to keep up with them, so they back off the corner, don't brake as hard, and just get back on the gas because it's all about maintaining momentum in that thing. Right. So the, uh, yeah, the engine pack packages are, are cool in that sense, but, uh, the water cool definitely helps them out a bit. We had some overheating issues that we had to sort out a little while back there as well. So if you wanted to get into this league, you essentially just need to go buy a car. Like, can you build one? Is our pack, like, I know, I know the answer is yes, but like, is it reasonable for a normal person with a welder and some mechanic skills or whatever to build a legends car or like, well, so actually you can't build them. Um, I know okay. that's probably what you weren't anticipating, but they are a completely spec car and chassis. You have to buy the chassis or the car from us legend cards. You can, now you can get them secondhand, obviously, but all the parts for them, like there's, there's, there's a very specific set of rules. Let's put it that way. They try to make sure that you can't just keep throwing money at these things to be faster. Right. It's like a, like a Rotax CRG, like, go-kart series or whatever like the chassis and the engine are everyone is running the same thing because it's from the manufacturer yeah pretty essentially yeah same same concept because i always thought they were like i always thought they were like specked out actual like 54 coupes or whatever like yeah no they're not quite they're not quite that they're actually pretty small too a lot of people don't realize how small they are they're a 5 8 scale car so you can imagine that's almost that's half really scale small like, so when I'm standing up and I'm 5'10", which is pretty short, but it comes up to between dead center of my chest and my belly button, that's where the roof's at. So it's wow. a very low, it's a very low car. It's only a 10 and a half foot wheelbase. So when you tell people you're bugging how fast you are in them, you kind of sketches people out sometimes. Like on a road course, you can be hitting upwards of, what were they hitting on? Like about a, 190 kilometers an hour. So what is that in miles? I got to convert that over. But I think it's about 120, 110 miles an hour. I might be wrong on that. So 100, 120 miles an hour. That's pretty much what you're going to top out at. Unless you're that's on a fast. really long straight course. That's, that's what, that's what my, I've, that's the fastest I've ever gone in my MX-5. And it sounded like <laughs> it was going to explode. <laughs> Yeah, on a road course, you can definitely get going. The ovals, you're probably sitting around, like, what did we clock at ever again? I think it was 130-ish kilometers an hour, maybe 140. So what is that miles an hour? Hang on. Converting it over to freedom units is about 80. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's, that's still boogie. That's pretty fast in a 5.8 
like spec car like yeah you can imagine it's it's definitely sketchy i mean I bet i've seen guys like write them off by pounding them in the wall so you can imagine well, I mean, it's and, and not ideal. tell me if i'm wrong but like you're they're small enough you, you kind of sit in the center of the car correct yeah so you actually sit slightly to the left uh because the drive shaft runs down the right side of the car well so you're actually like sitting beside the drive shaft it's kind of cool that's kind of scary i love it that's kind of I, I mean, there's a there's like obviously plates and stuff to make sure that if that oh, thing was not, not just boom, hanging it's out there, just not, spinning <laughs> like a mofo. It's not just spinning beside your head or something, you know. <laughs> but you so are funny. essentially sitting on the floor, like you're literally three inches, four inches off the ground. What's the tire allotment like? Like, can you just is it how much money can you buy and like, or can you get a couple races out of a set or like what's up? Like the the sets are built to last. Like you could like put put it this way: last year, guys were running full seasons on a set of tires. Wow, it's like, not are you, are you at, difference. Yeah, are you at an like? Okay, I guess that's you answered the question. I was gonna say, are you at a big advantage if you would change every two races or so, or would you not really see it? Um, Waste of tires, money. Tires can be worth a two or three tenths, but everybody's been struggling with it so much that it's sort of it's 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 hard for it's everybody even to change. Sell I don't think a lot of guys are throwing tires on to try and dominate sort of thing. Like, it's not like uh, karting where you just stick her up every session and you're good to go kind of thing, right? So. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, you can you can imagine how how much tires actually doesn't make a difference. They, they build them to last a long time for that exact reason, just to make it affordable. And two, so, you, again, you can't just tire up every race and destroy someone sort of thing, right? So, I don't know if this is a logical question, but, like, what's the next step? out of us legends is like is there a normal even if they're not affiliated is there like a normal path that a kid would take out of us legends um so there is a couple different cars that us legend cars offer so there's the actual legend car there's a bandolero and there's what they call a thunder roadster i don't think the thunder roadsters are super popular down the west coast i've never seen them um, and then the bandoleros are more for like really young kids, like 10, like they almost look like a, imagine a junior dragster, but like, or like a junior dragster equivalent, but a small car for a legend car. It's like a little thing. baby legend. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like you get young kids going there super slow. They got like a, uh, what a Briggs and Stratton WF in them. I think there's two of them <laughs> or something. It runs. That's tight. So, uh, but anyways, th- those aren't more hierarchy. Like legend would be. I believe considered the top of those, the Thunder Roadster might be faster, but that's like a purpose-built road car. Uh, but anyways, for, what, to answer your question, from here, you'd essentially want to hop into, if you're going oval racing, you would probably hop into a late model from there. If you really wanted to, you could go into a street stock. I think personally, in my opinion, most guys are going to skip something like a street stock. You would want to go into late models or you could go into a super late model. That's a bit sketchy, but if you got the money to do it, why not? Um, and then continue climbing the NASCAR ladder if you can get into trucks or something like that. Um, for the road side of things, I know these are cars are huge in Europe. Uh, Italy loves them for sure too. Um, really? So from there, you could really go into whatever you wanted to, I guess. You could go into... They're probably faster than, I want to say, an F-1600 or something like that. So you'd probably jump into something like a Formula 2000 from there. I, I really don't know what they're classified as out that way. Uh, that's something, I guess. Are they open wheel? They are open wheel. So they yeah. have they have fenders, but they don't overhang the, um, the wheels. And they're basically just there for show they tear right off like if you get a wreck they're you know what i mean they're not they're not anything special they are open wheel put it this way 
That's if you so go cool. wheel to wheel with someone, you can send them fucking over flipping their car written off. Yeah, we've seen that before. It, it actually happened last race I was there. Not not this one that just passed, but the one before they had some guy was coming out the pit lane and he came out just at a perfect time. Um, and we enter on the front straight of what would front straight of what would be the five eight. So when you enter the track, you're coming out on basically what would be the third groove up. Um and some guy basically was on the track, coming out of three and four, slid up, didn't see the guy exiting or exiting, sorry, entering the track. I was going to say exiting the pits, but whatever, you get the point. And he uh, slid up, they went wheel to wheel, and the one guy flipped his car. And I'm pretty sure he rode it off, like just destroyed the thing. All from Dang. some two tires touching each other, or four tires touching each other, I guess. Right side to left side, boom, up and over. Rolled the thing three times. It was spectacular. I got to see it right in front of me. It was pretty freaking cool. I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> you definitely look at that and you're like, yeah, I don't want to do that to my car because that would suck. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. So. Well, that's awesome. Like, it sounds like a really attainable goal. So is US Legends like the sanctioning body too? Um. So Inex is the sanctioning body. It's a bit confusing. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how it truly works, but there's three names basically. So 600 Racing... I believe is considered the supplier. I think U.S. Legend Cars International is just the name they go under, and then Inex is the sanctioning body. I N E X. They 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 are like the not FIA. Like what would be the proper way to a sanctioning body? I guess that's that's the best yeah. way I can put it. Yeah, they make it happen. Yeah, they're like the rules and stuff. Like you're going to Inex for the rules. You're getting an Inex membership sort of thing. Like do you U.S. Pay Legend. For it. Sorry? Is it a season? Is it a season entry or per race cash pot or like how does the price work? Uh, per race, and there's there's um there's a pot, so you get paid for every race you go to. You'll, uh, it's nothing insane. Uh, average races, the winner will get like three hundred bucks. Second place gets two. Third gets a hundred. Fourth back gets seventy five. Wow. wow, it's not bad. This this race was a regional race, so it was quite a bit different. It went like, um. Two grand, fifteen hundred bucks, thousand bucks, and slowly went down in increments until you got to uh, seventh place. So, of course, eighth place. I was the first person getting a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, nice. Woo. So, anyway, it's always how it goes, but uh, which is cool because it covers. I mean, but everyone in the A main gets paid. Everyone in the A main gets paid. I, I actually started a B main too, and I got paid. So that's cool too. I'll take it. Wow, that's cool. That sounds like a really like. Everyone goes home feeling good about themselves a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't cover anything. Like, it's it's kind of like late model guys when you give them two grand for winning a race. It's like, okay, cool. You covered, like, two tires. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But it's just more there for, like, the incentive. Because you love just, it. Yeah. Yeah. Giving you some money for spending money. I don't know. That's killer, man. But no, it's I cool. I would it. definitely recommend it to anybody out there. I'd check it out. The, the guys who, who created it and you know, oversee it and everything are really cool people. They really care about the racing community and making sure it's affordable for people to run. Um, so I would definitely look it up, uslegendcars.com. Uh, you can check out index.com as well for the sanctioning body. Uh, almost, they, they run them almost everywhere. They're huge East Coast, they're huge West Coast. Uh, there's places in Europe that runs them. We run them up in Canada. So what does that tell you? That's, that's pretty yeah, big because we don't do shit huge. up here. So yeah, I, I did not know that they were like overseas. I thought it was like an American Canada thing. Huge overseas. When huh. I was mentioning to you guys that Alberto Nasca guy last episode, um, I was mentioning how he went to the Daytona 500, did a huge race. Mm -hmm. He races U.S. Legend cars over there and the NASCAR, your uh, the Euro NASCAR series. 
So they run actually the events simultaneously together same weekend. So that's really cool. Like definitely wow. if you're in Europe too, check it out. I know we're a North American podcast, but you never know. Yeah, we had those dudes in what, Sweden or something like that? Yeah, there's like one oh, wait, like you a know, Norwegian it listener. It might be a VPN. <laughs> yeah, someone's got their VPN and they're just trolling, but <laughs> whatever. No, that's really cool. I mean, like, because like even I looked into like, and Norman, I know you could talk about some, but I looked into uh, lemons um, racing, which if you don't know is the whole premise is like you come with a car worth or that you spent a thousand dollars or less on. I don't know if that anymore, right? Like, but that's what they I, say. There's no way. There's but no that, way. That's what they used to say. Well, now, no. Point it, is, though. Inflation, is we're that, at like 10 grand Is now. that that doesn't include safety. <laughs> For your Aston Martin. The safety that you will, the amount of money you will spend on the safety measures of that car. It sounds like you could get into U.S. Legends for about the same price, really. Like between 8 and 15, you know, or, you know, even 20. Like I was going to try to do a BMW and that, or an Audi even, and that got really expensive. I found a, a crap Audi A3, and it was just like falling apart. I was like, yes, I'm going to enter lemons with this car. And like, I didn't spend any money on it, but. I would not be picking a German car to run lemons. No way, dude. <laughs> no, Actually, no. the BMWs are their like, oh, uh, cars. I'm guessing the E36 and 46 Beamers yes. are probably the most popular. Yeah, those those cars are crazy, but. <laughs> We should have a whole other episode on lemons when the time comes, but the point is, is that sounds affordable. Like if, if Norman gets his car built this year, we'll, uh, we'll interview him about his first race. <laughs> and, uh, we're going to welcome, uh, Norman King to the podcast. Norman, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Norman's <laughs> a semi-pro race car driver at the, uh, Limit Series. He's, uh, here yeah. today to talk to us about his car that's been sitting on jack stand since January of this year. Norman, please tell us more. <laughs> since 2019. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not yeah. even on jack stands. It's sitting on its tires. There's no engine in the engine bay. Well, that's kind of a vital piece, eh? Yeah. It's lighter if this you way. Can bribe, <laughs> if you can bribe the judges with a briefcase full of SpaghettiOs, which I've seen, I've seen online nice um, it sounds like a racing series i want to be a nice part of. nice a briefcase full of spaghettios speaking open how spaghettios, does that even come bro. up like how does that come up as a bribe it's just funny it's just it like, probably had to do something with their like team theme so a lot of teams have themes we don't do a theme because i we think in the art, i want i i Someone should correct us if I'm wrong on our Discord. Like, join our Discord, hashtag join our Discord. Anyway. Um, hashtag join our Discord. <laughs> I'm a cool guy. That's uh, like the cool, I'm cool, I'm with it. Smash that I'm like cool, button I'm with subscribe it. button. <laughs> Just smash, crush that like button. No, I think I think oh they were, God. I think they showed up with a car that was a little too expensive and they were going to get classified in a, in the, the class that is basically FU class, whatever that is. And they, they bribed them with a briefcase full of Cheerios, or I mean, SpaghettiOs, anyway. I had to take um, it. Just saying. If, does that it's really not have So there's three classes. There's class A, class B, and class C. You can get put in any class, but you also can get lap penalties, too. Um, we're always class C, zero laps. Which means because you're our, the slowest on track. <laughs> no, it's not the slowest. It means your car will blow up, is what they think. It's the sh it's the shittiest car. Your car track. ain't yes. gonna make it. Yes, that's what they say. Like it. That's to fucking put it awesome. To put you this way, we were 
10 hours into a full 24, we were nine laps up on Class C. And everyone was bitching about our car and that it should be in Class B, that it's too good for this car. They looked at everyone and said, it's a self-correcting problem. Yeah. It was a self-correcting problem. It blew up. <laughs> it won't make it. Don't worry, everybody. Chill out. Give it a couple more down. hours. We're almost there. <laughs> I want to enter one so bad, man. I want to race lemons so bad. Maybe, maybe we looking... need a lap zero podcast of oh, lemons car. Come on now. All I'll, four of us, I'm I'll, down. I'll fly Antonio down. I'll take care of that part. Sold. Of I'm in. Let's there do you it. go. We've got car. I've got cars already built, so... I'm telling you, boys. Huh? Speak up, bro. I, did, I just need some a little bit more money to help finish them. I already said I'm flying Antonio down. What else do you want from me, man? Then why are you here, bro? <laughs> go, go work some overtime or something. What are you doing? I have a, I have a balaclava <laughs> left over from a karting once, and I have a replica Joey Logano helmet. I'm ready to fucking go, dude. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't even think that's safety approved. Slap a stamp on that bad boy. Let's go. Let's go racing. No, we're we're looking to once we get the Daytona finish, we're looking to finish the BMW and run it in the Lucky Dog series. Which is another series. It's similar to it, but a little bit more structured of actual like putting you in a class to race the cars you're in. People? Same no, group? it's people that used to race in lemons and got out because they wanted something a little bit more structured mm. like less spaghettios it, <laughs> yeah less it, briefcase of spaghettios yeah. yeah you you still build the car and all that for the set about the same price but instead of this whole like bull crap inspection that you have to go bs inspection and stuff because most of the guys in Lemons now have just said, screw Lemons, let's just go buy a BMW built and race it. We're done, we're done, like, doing it the way that we're doing the Daytona, and that's to try to build it to finish the race. That's what Lemons really wants. They want the Class C cars, they want the cars blowing up, so they get the videos of the cars blowing up and literally make fun of the people trying to race them. Yeah, because that's the whole shtick. And but honestly, that's what attracted of, me. It's like, I want to be an little, idiot. <laughs> there's a lot of guys out there that do it a few times and they're like, okay, I understand how to build a race car now. Now I want to go build a race car and I actually want to go out there and race. I don't, well, you know, I don't care about all the BS stuff you're doing. Like the team themes and stuff like that. We don't, lot, down here in the South, you really don't get a lot of team themes. Everyone's um, like, the theme is racing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's a car. But, <laughs> it's got, but it's a, it's got an engine. We're going to race it. That's right. If you're looking to try to try out racing, buy a seat in one of those lemons cars and go, that's where you need to try it out. You start getting into these champ car and lucky dog and world racing leagues. You start getting into these leagues. You're going to get run off the track quickly. Yes. And expensively. Yes. Speaking of expensive stuff, should we move into uh, the most expensive one here, Formula One? Huh? huh? Y- huh? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm hearing it. You want to talk about expensive? Yeah. The old, the old, what was it? Canadian Grand Prix. We tried last week. Jacques, 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 Jacques Villeneuve. Yes, <laughs> Has a tool belt. belt. <laughs> Jacques, Jacques, what? Yeah. 
Jeff on those two two belts. Villeneuve. Is that is that, right. is that me? It always right, helps if you really pretend to hold a cigarette, now, guys. Come on now. If you pretend <laughs> oh, I to hold care. a cigarette like this, je suis que je Villeneuve. I can't do it. You got it, bro. I'm Canadian. I don't. I don't I'm not French. Poo poo. We're on the West Coast. We're not French over here. Or if you're in New York, the New York Grand Prix is what I've heard. Excuse me. It's the closest Formula One race to New York City. It's actually not that far. But, but it's New York. But it's in another country. New York's yeah. just like, yeah, we're taking that too. Yeah, but New New York's pretty close to that. So yeah. Anyway, wow. It's if weird. you didn't know, if you're in New York and you're like, I want to go to Austin too far, like. The more you know. If you didn't know, if we're in Montreal, which you probably do know. If you Welcome to Lab York. Zero Geography. <laughs> I'm from Texas. <laughs> we could tell. <laughs> I don't know what's up there next in Michigan. So far up north. And Montana, you know. So far right, up there. We got... <laughs> Anyways. Uh, we got three old country boys and a Canuck. Out of here. <laughs> I'm talking Welcome about to racing. Formula uh, One. Talking about New York City. So the uh yeah, sorry, but Canadian Canadian Grand Prix though. Let's let's bring it back here. Um the the practice and the qualifying. Um I didn't get to see qualifying, so somebody let me touch on that, but there was a lot of uh water on the track as far as I I, I saw, correct? Yes. There was a lot it, of impeding the draw no, oh, qualifying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't like three people get grid penalties, signs. Brutal. Yes. Didn't Gasly get one too? Or was I think he so. Complaining. I can't so did uh, so did uh, Norman's boy, Hulkenberg. Uh, Signs right? was, but that was he was being an idiot. Yeah. Since well. you didn't see a qualifying, hold on. And if y'all if y'all did see it, what whatever was going on at Ferrari this weekend was silly, especially after Lamar. That was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. He was dude. He was not. He was not even in the middle of the track. He was on the racing line into the final chicane, just like chilling, like literally going 30 miles an hour. That's a 200 mile an hour zone. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, they, they goofed that. I'm not going to lie. Now, I mean, but like, I how do you be goof associating, it? I wouldn't be like, associating them with after Le Mans because they're two entirely different teams, but I know, but it's I like, I will say it's like, all right, guys, like, this is our chance. Like, let's keep it, like, don't mess this one up. I know they're different people, but, like, even They've been doing whether, a lot this, this season, too, with the MPA And what was science thinking? Even if your engineer didn't, like, maybe maybe they didn't tell him anyone was coming. That's the only thing I can think. You got sure. mirrors, though, right? I don't know. Like, you they're have mirrors. <laughs> Look in them. I'm thinking it's hard to predict, though, when someone's coming up on you at 200 miles an hour and you're going 10 yeah. But I do think the engineers need to do a better job. We we already know though the Ferrari engineers are sometimes out to lunch though. Like let's be all honest. the time. Yeah, all the time. It's True it's story. getting it's True getting story. a bit ridiculous. I was looking at some of the comments the other day on some of the posts and I'm just like, Wow, Ferrari just gets destroyed. But I don't know, sometimes I'm like, Man, the engineers almost deserve it sometimes. Like I mean it's I'm not saying it's his engineer's fault specifically, because obviously we know it's not just him who's making the decisions, but when I say engineers, I just mean everybody there on the strategy department, whether it's not even not even just strategies, like everyone on the pit wall. Like, what have we been doing? Like, I feel like the whole point is to be looking for people coming up. And he was just literally, as you said, sitting there on the side of the track um, it, it, on the racing line. He was beside another car, too. Like, they had it completely blocked. It was nuts. I thought and we were about to see a really bad accident. He blew it off, too, which was kind of, I mean, I don't know. I guess 
at that point, it's hard to blame your team. So I guess blame someone else. I don't know. You know what I mean? Can't really just throw him under the bus all the time. I don't know. I think Signs knows he's on the way out eventually there. Is he it's though? A, I don't know. Eventually. I mean, who are they bringing in though? That's somebody, the thing. Somebody from the lower, well, I lower had ranks? Somebody, I had somebody ask me if they think Leclerc's sticking around. I'm just like, who who's going to replace him? He That's signed better. like a five-year contract though, like two years ago. So he's around. Well, I know. Honestly, though, I, I really I feel like some of the stresses that Leclerc's feeling, he he one he has some really bad luck. Two, he is pushing a car that for a while there sucked. So obviously he's gonna make mistakes, and I respect him for pushing hard. Um, but at the same time, I I don't I think the guy gets destroyed in the media more than he needs to. Like he's racing for a team that's. Literally setting him up for failure the last little while here. I mean, they, we can't pull on them too much. In the race, they did great. Um, they made actually a really good strategy call. Go figure. Um, it's about time. Maybe it's the turnaround. We'll see. Probably not. Yeah. But no. Yeah, I was d- during the race. I, I just don't know why there was so many times that uh, the team told him that signs would not pass. Like I didn't understand it the first time. I understand it, right? Signs kind of comes up. He's coming up there. You know what I mean? And you want you want your guys looking forward, not in the rear view. I get that completely. But there was numerous times during the race that he was told, "Signs won't pass. Signs won't pass." And it's like, okay, like it's what, why? It's strange. You know, I've noticed they do this a lot, and I don't know if it's because Ferrari's under watch now, and people just are paying attention to all this stuff as opposed to paying attention to the other teams doing the same thing, and we just don't see it because it gets washed away. But I will say, uh, last year when he was competing for the championship a lot, they did these weird swaps, or like Leclerc was faster than Signs, and they kept him behind, and it's kind of weird because now it's like. Science is ahead in the championship. Is he is right? I, I'm not wrong saying that. I'm pretty sure he's ahead. But wouldn't you want to swap them at this point? You're not really screwing over Leclerc at this point if he's actually holding your other driver up. So, well, it, it it was always you know it's always the uh, uh, just for your point. Signs is yes he is. Yeah, above. I figured he was ahead. Leclerc. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it, but I've always been from the old school, I guess, where they're like, you know, you go 10 or 15 laps maybe, because this was early in the race when they they were both behind each other. I think there was more than, you know, 30 laps ago or so. So it's like, I've always had that thing where you swap and if it isn't working, you know, we're going to tell you all to swap them back kind of thing, you know, to see if signs had any speed or pace to get, get up to the rest of those guys. And I just don't understand why they just reiterated that. Leclerc, this is your race. Signs were writing him off. If you pass somebody, then he can pass somebody. But if not, don't worry about it. And then, you know, then they call signs in the pits and he says, no, I'm fine just now. I want to stay on the same strategy and he don't even come in. And it's like that right there. We've seen other racers do it. But like you said, with the, with everybody watching Ferrari more, it just seems like it's it's silly, a worse than it is, right? We've seen Hamilton do it. We've seen other racers do it. Russell, I think, has even called him and said, no, I don't want to come in. But when Signs and Ferrari does it, it's like, oh, what's going on there? You know, like it well, just—it's—it's it's on a magnifying glass, like you I, said, yeah, it's yeah. just blown up. I—that's I, honestly, I think that's really what it is, because like when you really look at all the mistakes that happen around the around the grid and throughout the week and stuff, I really think Ferrari takes a lot more heat than they need to. Um, do they make stupid strategy calls that we see? Yes, they—they've definitely. I'm not gonna deny that they've made some absolutely abysmal calls recently, um, but. At the same time, I think they've just made one too many to the point where now everything they do, they're going to get criticized for, and I don't think it's fair to do that, but it is what it is. The media is going to do what the media is going to do. 
But I guess in this aspect, I do think we should praise them for their 4-5 finish. They were in 11th yeah. and 12th. They made a good strategy call, which I, I thought it was wrong at the time. I was like, great, we're doing something that everybody else isn't doing. We're wrong this time. But it worked out, so I'm happy. Um, we can only hope it's a turnaround of events. Um, hopefully it's built some confidence in that team because they've been lacking recently, and it's kind of sad to see, honestly. They're a big team. Like, how are you not competing? The biggest with- even if they don't have the most money or the most people, they are the biggest deal in Formula One. Always will be. Yeah. But like let's be let's be real here. Like Ferrari winning a championship or Mercedes coming back and winning another championship, like it would be huge for F one. Like in the media and popularity. Ferrari and PR and stuff. winning like, imagine, another championship. Imagine dude. Ferrari comes back and not not right now. I'm just saying major Ferrari comes and wins a championship in the, like in the next couple of years. That would be huge. Can you that imagine? Would be huge for F1. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it always is. If F1 or if Ferrari's winning, it always seems like it's a good thing for F1 whether you I like it personally or not. Yeah. yeah. It's um, in F1's best it's in if it's it's in Formula well, 1's no. best interest for Ferrari to do well. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's going to draw the most money, totally. 100%. In merch, um, in all kinds of stuff, definitely. I mean, in an ideal world, we want to see Red Bull, Mercedes, and Ferrari <laughs> fighting it out. Like, let's be honest. I mean, we're not going to get all 10 teams fighting it. We could say that all day, but I think it would be good if they were closer together. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, like, when we see Red Bull so far ahead at this point, we're like, we want to see the other teams do well. If you're if you're a proper fan, even though you support your team. Um, like, I, you know, I support, I like Red Bull. I mean, they're not my favorite team. Ferrari is obviously, but I would like to see Mercedes do well and take it to him or something. But yeah, I think uh, I think the media's just got really toxic recently. I know we took a little bit of a dive off of the path of where we were going with this conversation into the media, well, but I really think the yeah. media dictates way too much nowadays. That's what today's for, my friend. Yeah, we're going all over the place. Off road racing, off road pod racing, pod. Yep, we're going pod, pod racing. racing. <laughs> Pro two <laughs> trucks. Yep, no, again. <laughs> we're no, Star I, Wars now, and I yeah, Star Wars. I hate to be this way. I mean, Ferrari was a big story, but like for me, the race, and I'm just going to go straight to it. So, of course, we had the one, two, three, you know, Verstappen, Alonso, Hamilton. But Perez, again, can can we just stop and talk about this man? He was sixth, okay? So now he stood behind both the Ferraris, one Mercedes, well, the only one that finished the race, and then Alonso. It, should he not be up there for a podium? What is going on with Perez? What are, what are y'all thoughts on this? So do we think that's a pressure thing? Because I'm wondering the same thing. Because you know Red Bull, we both, well, I know Red Bull well enough. They're not going to let a guy lose to make another guy look good. One, they don't need to because Max is doing the damn thing. There's no reason to. I don't think there's another racer out there in that car that can do what he's doing, honestly. Uh, two, that's just not the way they're made. They don't care. They will lean to one racer or the other, but they want to go one-two. Yep. And they care they about manufacturer championships. Yes. Almost I think as much Perez as is old, <laughs> man. I think yeah. he's slipping. But man, he was, how do you slip that fast though? Mental. Uh, man, I'm telling you, he's got that Tiger Woods syndrome or something. Like he just fell off a cliff. <laughs> Bro. I mean, <laughs> on top, bottom, you know? Now I'm Dang. hoping it's not the same thing because that's a whole <laughs> other story. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't know how to explain it. He's starting to, sh- you know, verbally say things about his frustrations i mean but yeah. how can he not i think I, he's i mean how 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 excuse my language but how fucking terrible would it be to be max Verstappen's teammate though yeah 
I mean, trust Perez me, is, Ricardo knows he's out of racing now. Yeah, he's done. Perez's yeah, career, I mean, though, has kind of been, now excuse my ignorance if I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm correct in saying his career has kind of always been hot and cold sort of thing, hasn't he? He's always been doing really well or really bad. Um, well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, he hasn't ever been on a team like this before. You know, so we've always was, we've always had something to blame, like Force India, and like, oh well, Perez is, oh well, Perez is racing with you know whoever. Oh well, Racing Point. He had some great results with Force India, though. I know like, there was That's races the, where he was on the podium and stuff. But, but BWT Racing Point was the same team. True, like, fair point. And so, if anything, they had a better car. And yeah, you know, he won a race, sure. But like, yeah, very wishy-washy season. Even that season when he won was wishy-washy as hell. Yeah, even even last year was too. I'm gonna have to disagree with Levi. Oh, I think he's oh. fed up with it. He's just <laughs> over think it. He, I think he's over it because, as you say, Red Bull. But Red Bull still leans every decision they make towards Max. And I think well, you have to. I think he's I think he's fed up with it that you know if Perez would do something that Max did like at Spain and go out and pop the fastest lap I'm pretty sure Christian Horner would have come unglued on it but Max gets the okay Max very funny now keep it between the lines yeah that was you almost know? the exact yeah it's like, you know, the he's the redheaded stepchild in the organization, and and eventually you just get sick and tired of it, and you just you quit caring. That would be me, honestly. Yeah. Like, like it'd be like, dude, I'm I'm over this. <laughs> yeah. I can see that, but the band signed a, you know, what, three year like eighteen million dollar contract or something, and he knew what he was getting into. I think anybody who signs that contract right now knows what they're getting into with Max for the next, what, 10, 15 years possibly? I mean, I I, I get what you're saying, Norman. You can know that going in, but then you get a little, because he did. He had some uh, finishes that were very, very good, uh, finishing right up there with Max, if not better sometimes, and it, you start getting that feeling of, well, you know, I'm just as good as, you know, this team behind, but, you know, all that. Be realistic, man. You know what you're there for. So I have a question then. Do you guys think he's kind of just riding the pine like how Baltaz was with Lewis? Now, I get Lewis and Max are entirely different people. Lewis actually praised his teammate. Max sort of just disregards Perez and, you know, sometimes occasionally thanks him. But at the same time, the role that Baltaz and Perez play, it played in the teams was sort of, if not the same, no? Like, we've always, he's, he was very supportive like Boltez was. He won occasionally. He could, if the other guy is, you know, say say if Max or Lewis was out, like the other guy, he would come and fulfill the position of being able to win the thing. So what do you, what do you guys think? Do you think he kind of is, we're just riding the pine and finishing it out and maybe he'll hop to a slower team after this and ride it out or jump ship, who knows? What do you think? I guess my question is like, why wouldn't you? I don't know. If, if, I, unless unless you knew that you actually had a shot at beating Max, which I think he really tried to prove that in the first quarter of the season, you know? I think he did, and then Red Bull kind of like pushed him Maybe, to the side and said, nope. That's a good point, Norman. Maybe Red Bull was like, 
I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he can. I think he's too damn competitive. Just from what I've seen from him, and call it a racist thing or whatever. I'm just saying, Mexican drivers, man, they don't back down. Um, no, I, it's not I, a racist thing at all, man. Like I yeah, was going to say, he's, and he's, not just he's the, like a lion, dude. I don't, I don't think that. And just to see the disgust almost in his face when he doesn't finish well, I don't think he's got it in him. I think that's the reason they went and got him. They didn't want somebody who was going to back down. They wanted somebody who was going to race, but I think they thought it'd be a one-two thing. They won't replace him. I think we can all say that, but on Antonio's point with Botas, that is probably the quintessential, the way he you know, held himself while he was with Mercedes and the things he did to make sure that he was in his spot. That is the co-driver you want on any major team. Botas, I got a hands down, did a great job. And I know, I don't like the guy, but I don't hate the guy. I'm kind of neutral with him. But to see him do what he did at Mercedes, he knew where his spot was. He knew he was the second driver. He did everything he was supposed to. He bowed down on a how many times, you know, and never really, you could tell he was upset about it, but he just kept doing this thing. And, and Lewis and Botas were friends during that whole time. Well, yeah, it's easy to be Hamilton's friend when you're getting out of the way when he's coming through. I mean, right? <laughs> but I really just, sorry, little short kudos to Botas for his career at Mercedes. I think he made enough money. It was okay, too. I don't think he really cared about that much. But, uh, yeah, I, back to Perez, I don't, I don't, I don't think he can just, ride the pine, so to speak, and just drive around in circles. I don't think that's the case at all. I think there's something there, whether it's middle. I don't, like, I, you know, I don't think it's the car situation. Like we see with some teams, we think somebody's getting a better car or not. Right. Uh, I mean. It's a bad deal, man. He's got to get it straightened, though. Got to get it straightened up. Got to do He something. has to. I mean, he's got a lot of pressure on him, too. I mean, and what you said about the Mexican drivers is not just, it's not just Mexican drivers, it's the Mexican market is huge. Yep. Like it's it's um we need we need Checo Perez to do well in Formula One. For real. Yeah, we I need love him. Checo. I'm a huge fan of Checo Perez. I like you said, I think he's a lion too. Like that dude that dude I, I would not want to um get in any dispute with him of any sort, whether it's competitive or sports or of any sort, like that dude won't back down, you know, but if you, if I, I just don't think he's trying his hardest. I don't know. That's what it seems same, like to me. Same car, same stable, 51 seconds by the end of the race was the difference. That's too on many. The, on when, the topic when, of, when he's setting, sorry, Harlan, right, right when Max is setting nine and a half seconds in front of the second place car, yeah. you know, that's, he should be closer than that. Sorry, Antonio, go ahead. Oh. I was going to say, on the topic of drivers not suiting their uh, role or, or, or letting us down, can we talk about Nick DeVries absolutely looking like a fool Dude. twice to Magnuson? For those of you who didn't see it going into one, he runs, he throws it in on Magnuson, runs him super wide, which nope. ends up putting him super wide into two. So Magnuson gets a position back, and then going into three, which is famously known as, I don't know if it's actually three or might be four. Anyways, the the fam, uh, famous corner for the Vettel-Hamilton incident in 2019, he just goes to throw it in again and absolutely blows through the corner and takes Magnuson with him, and they're just in the access road just doing nothing but losing time. I thought that was so stupid. I don't yeah. know about you guys. Oh, no, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And I always, I just said they're watching it, and I'm yelling at my wife like she, you know, she sees it too, but I'm just like, 
what are they doing? Like, what was he doing? And now they're both just sitting here and they're both trying to find reverse. And then I was like, oh God, he's going to back out into the freaking track, you know? But I don't, man, I don't know what he's doing. I could promise you I know what he's doing. Uh, Marco's already kind of put that pressure on. I think he can go back three, four episodes ago. He said that he's got to the halfway point to show us something. And I don't know if y'all have noticed the standings, but zero points, I think, for DeVries. Yep. Him and Logan's the only two that have no points. And he's with a way better team, in my mind, than the Williams. And I was going to say something about Logan also. It, we're pretty unclear as to why Williams retired him still. Uh, and he, so, or so do, the, Are you clear? Because I still am. Well, okay. So the insight that I was see that I heard is that they're they're kind of running low on funds, so they're only updating one car at a time. I think we saw this last year at Haas. Um, one would get the update, and then the other one would get the update kind of later. That's the story that they're putting out in the media, as far as I've seen on a couple of articles. I can't remember where, but just take my word for it or not. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but so they were updated Albon's car, which did really good. I mean, he was like. On both, he just, you know, he was the track. Be the track. Don't let no one around you. And he did that well, I would think. But, um, yeah, I, I guess that was what happened. They said something about that uh, they needed to retire. I just, I mean, we really didn't get an explanation, technically. But that's what the media pushed that they're putting out there. I don't think he's going to make it either, is my point, though. I don't think he's going to make it either. And there has already been talk um, that in the Mercedes camp that, there's rumors start to fly around, which they always do, right? We thought, you know, Ricardo was going somewhere earlier this season, blah, 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 blah. But they're thinking about moving Mick Schumacher over to that, to the Williams. Um, and I don't know what that means. If that actually happens, we'll just throw that scenario together. What, what are y'all's thoughts on that? On Mick coming back? Mick going to Williams and taking out Logan, taking Logan's spot. Um, it's hard to say, man. I've always been in in favor of the fact that I don't think a lot of the guys who enter F1 get a fair shot when they enter these low teams. Um, do I think Mick got a fair shot? Kind of, sort of, but at the same time, he was putting Haas bankrupt um, while his teammate was still keeping it on track. So in his case, maybe not so much, but someone like Logan Sargent... Um, and Nick, maybe not so much, but anyways, you know what I'm talking about. We've had guys come in over the years where it's just like, man, that guy was like in and out in two years. That was so oh, quick. No yeah, time. The, Al the Albon Gasly debacle, you know, them bouncing them back and forth with Red Bull and stuff. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, even look at Antonio Giovinazzi too. I mean, like he just won Le Mans. Like obviously the guy's got some sort of talent. Like he's not a bum, but in F1, he looked like one. I mean, I don't know if it was his fault. I don't know if it was Alfa Romeo. Um it's just one of those things that's hard to say. I mean, I'd be happy to see Mick get a second shot. I wouldn't be happy to see Logan Sargent get tossed. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. It's, it's hard to say. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's, it's got its pros and cons, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm. It's business. It is. I mean, it, that's all this is. And if you're, too. if you're new to this fandom, you need to learn your, you will learn quickly that like this is cutthroat as hell and it is about the money. hundred percent. Y'all ever seen that? You ever seen that TV show, uh, show Game of Thrones? Start liking somebody. He will get his head cut off. That's right. Real quick. <laughs> That's right. And if anything, it's good, it's good TV and it sells yeah. well too. 
and we Man, it keeps it keeps fans around. So get used to it, people. Yeah, it's almost like the anti NASCAR in, in the in that instance. Some guys can hang around forever. You just don't know why. And then other guys. I mean, in in, in uh, F one, they really don't have that bad of results. But for some reason, they're just like gone, or they get pushed out. I mean, that's what we're kind of push. You know, Antonio was leaning on a little bit too. You know that these people are getting pushed out. You know, yeah. And it's it's frustrating to see, especially like you said, for some young guys, they fight their way up to a to a seat. And then for whatever reason, political or whatever the, you know, game that they're playing, so to speak, they just get booted. But anyways. And then they come to the States and thrive in IndyCar. They do. And DeBreeze might want to start making some phone calls. That's all I got to say. Poor, poor fella. I mean, it's one of those things, the R&D just screws you. Because if your team sucks, you suck. It's that simple. I mean, we see it with, I mean, I'm not saying Lewis sucks, but we saw when Mercedes had that literally complete fall off, like. You didn't even hear about the guy for like a year. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's so all over the place with how the R&D of the team goes. It sucks that way. But I guess they'll thrive in IndyCar. Did yeah. you also <laughs> hear about the Williams team principal dogging on their whole organization? No. Saying that it was the, um, well, Claire, I forget her last name. Is it Williams? Claire yep. Williams, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. I yeah. think she was married, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. That... He says, like, when he started, that they're 20 years behind any other team on the grid. Like, no one has been upgrading any, like, ideas of how they think about things, the equipment they're using, anything. He's like, it's just so far behind everyone else on the grid. And that is so easy to say when that lady's been gone for, like, a year. You'd be like, oh, it was her fault. That'll keep me a job for a couple of years. Right. I mean, I, that may not be the case, and I think they were behind. They fell off. They used to be a powerhouse. I mean, we all know that. If you know, you know, if you've been around, you know, I think it was way before I was watching. But they, you know, if you know the history of F one, they used to be the one of the teams, and now they are literally the worst team. I think. I, I in my mind, y'all guys might disagree, but I think they're on a whole nother level of sucking it up in F one compared to. It's the other bad teams that are down there, as in, i.e., you got what Haas and Alfa Romeo. I would say it's probably like the next tier up. They're kind of fighting each other and stuff. It, it's just there's a drop off to Williams still. I, I, I don't know why either. I mean, even Russell was in the car and he made it look good for a little bit, but he's pretty pretty talented driver. I was gonna say they peaked when Russell was there. I'm not gonna lie, that's the which most should, I've ever seen them do in this time. I've been watching should, F1. Which should tell you that skill level of his drive. Um, but yeah, besides that, um, Boed Lance Stroll actually got some points, which I didn't think he was. Botas talking about him with Alfa Romeo. They had a good showing. I think McLaren has made good stride, you know, strides for the car, but 11 and 12, or 11 and 13, sorry, they're still out of the points. Yuki... Being Yuki, I don't know. That team's got issues. They're starting to fall further down on a regular basis with AlphaTauri, in my mind. And Haas, with the one... They really need to figure out what the heck they're doing for that one lap, you know? That one lap that they go out and hot lap. I mean, a man set on front. Hulkenberg set on the front uh, row. I would probably be asking more... That one last speed, I think a lot of people can do. It's hard to put a race together with, with cards that aren't as good. I think I would be asking more, why has Magnuson not got that one lap speed? They're both in kind of in the same book when the race starts, but 
why are both hosses not up there in the top five, top ten, every race like what Hulkenberg is showing? Norman, you're closer probably to Haas than any of us. I don't know if you have any insight on why that's happening or anything you think personally even. I Personally, I'm disgusted after the performance of this week as a fan. And it's it actually ticks me off. And I don't think it's I don't think it's a driver issue. But it's been happening before with these guys. And I think it's car development. They just don't know how to develop a car because they got a Ferrari engine. So they got an engine that can do something. But I'm guessing their chassis is just not there. So their tire wear is awful is like where I lean. Yeah. I don't. It's yeah. I don't know either. And I can see where you're disgusted. You got a guy who sat on the front row for the qualifying, got the three uh, grid space. So he's back to, you know, fifth, six. Once it starts, he's going into turn one, still looking, I mean, decent. There was a little bit of switch up, but not too bad. Ends up a lap down in 15th place. By lap five, he was already out of the top, ten, like barely hanging on to the top 10. Had a DRS train for eight miles for the whole track behind him. I think <laughs> Max Verstappen was part of that DRS train at the very back of it. And yeah. I was just like, what is, what is, I didn't know. Yeah. I was, like, I knew then I was like, okay, well, this race is over for me. Like, I was excited for the race and I was like, okay, I can turn it off now. Yep. Yeah, no, agreed. I don't, I don't even know what to say about Haas, unfortunately. So, this, this might take I us on a tangent, but I was going to say, um, I still think, now I know F1's always been this way, but I still am in favor of taking a little bit of the R&D and dialing it back and standardizing a couple more things. Because I'll be honest with you, it's always the same thing. There's always going to be the three teams that are really good and have lots of money, and there's always going to be the rest of them that suck and have no money. Like, they have always been back there. You're never going to see a team like Alpha Tari, Alpha Romeo, Williams succeed again because now they're tier two. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know. It's just not, I don't know. Well, that's it, it'll never the... be interesting until you have, like, let's put it this way. You're never going to have a good season unless one of those three teams can put it together enough to fight with the other team. Yep. So, agreed. It's always been like that. Here's your issue. The team that y'all all agreed that is better for F1 to win is a team that owns F1 and will not allow that to happen. Yeah. That is true. Now, now, 2026 should be getting a little more standardized. Is that correct? I mean, we haven't ever really went over that because it's so far down the road. And there's so much stuff that's going to happen before then. But it's there. I think that's kind of the step towards that standardization. So, hopefully, <laughs> a couple years hopefully. away, yeah, well, something will come. I guess. What instead we'll of standardizing, see. why don't we just bring BOP in? Yeah. I don't know. I I like BOP, but at the same time, <laughs> it's like I think it works really well for endurance racing. But I'm not gonna lie; it's not something that's gonna work for F1. You're just gonna piss off the manufacturer or not the well, manufacturers, yeah. but like who made the car? Like, go, your car's so great. Here's forty pounds. <laughs> yeah, the other part of that is you know you these hold aren't... this dumbbell while you're driving, bro. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> these guys aren't spec at all. Like you know, you can't just say okay, all the Ferrari engines are going to get this because you know you got people with Ferrari engines that are set at the bottom of the 
barrel. It's going to be like Sebastian Bell. There's something moving in between my feet. I would like to say it is what I think it is. But it's actually the 15-pound dumbbell that the FI made us put there. <laughs> this hurting my knees. Please get rid of it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're just, you see this big old dumbbell go flying out of a car. <laughs> safety car, safety car. There's dumbbell on track. Dumbbell in turn three. <laughs> Anyways, sorry that was a that was a bit of a, a different trajectory. And, uh, <laughs> I just, I just I let it happen. I have to, I have to complain about it a little bit because I really do think F one. I mean, I'm gonna hurt some of the dudes who've been watching it for 40 years or whatever. But I just really think it's always the same. I mean, the best team wins. Yes, of course that works, but they just run away with it for a few years and repeat. Look at all the winners; they're all the, repeat winners. Once we got well, to like yeah. the last 25 years. I was going to say, uh, lately, you know, in the world of, you know, the whole world of F1, it has been that way. Yes. I was going to say, it hadn't always been that way, but lately as in 20 to 25 years. Yes, sir. And then here I am griping and I flip over to the F1 standings, pops up and it's like, you know, stopping Perez. Here I am griping about Perez, dudes in second still, but <laughs> down by almost uh, Yeah, but is this teammate almost double his points? Oh, no, 70 no, sorry. points, yeah. Sorry, 70 I'm thinking constructors. Difference. Red Bull has almost doubled Mercedes points. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. I know. know. But, you know. We're going to go call DTS fans if we complain about it too much. So let's not do that. uh, There you go. You haven't watched the old seasons. This guy back in 1962 (laughs) ran away by 400 points. Anyways. (laughs) Sorry. I always love making fun of some of the new fans or or old fans because they just love to call everyone a DTS fan. As far as F1, I think yeah. that beat it into the dirt. We beat it more than the dirt. We wanted to. Sorry, we kind of went on a run there. Sorry about that, everybody. And uh, yeah, the Indy did have a race. They yeah, did. Yeah, they did. It was a race. I'm not going to lie. I watched it Sunday night, being lazy on the couch, half in, half, we, uh, half awake, half asleep. <laughs> um, but really wanted to start the discussion off before the race. Um, I'll have Dave make sure that he links the video, um, so everyone can see it. But during practice, I don't know, I guess there had to been a miscommunication or something, because it's not like Dixon to do this. Dixon lets a car go by and then at a Canada corner and then just cuts across the track in front of Will Power and clips Will Power. Taking them both out of practice, um... They both went off into the concrete, into the wall. Mangled Will Power's car, too. Will Power came unglued. And I I never saw an interview on or anything, so I'd never heard anything from either their side. I don't know if Dixon was trying to apologize, saying, like, hey, dude, that's my fault. But Will Power... Wouldn't didn't want to hear anything he had to say. Just wanted to punch him in the face. Which yeah, he was going at him. At the time, you're gonna be hot, but if the guy's trying to apologize and say I'm sorry, that's all on me. Then you need to kind of listen to it. I'm a, I'm a devil's advocate. I, I'm coming out swinging if that happens. I'm sorry. Throw there was, hands. There was no. There was okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. He didn't see him. There's obviously a miscommunication or something happened. It wasn't intentional. But at the same time, why did you need to swing across the track? Just start going from where you are. I get it. It's the racing line. It's not like you needed to be there. Whether you're he on the racing line. has to be line, on. 
whether you're going that slow on the racing line or going that slow off the racing line, it's not going to make you faster. Like, what was the reason for the swerve? Anyways, I get it. Remember, stupid, off but... the racing line, there are marbles. On the racing line, there aren't. I get it. <laughs> but if I'm willpower, I'm coming out swinging too. I don't blame them. You just destroyed my car in practice because you thought it was cool to just swing across the other side of a racetrack. But anyways. So, Again, don't tell these them. cars have mirrors. Preach. I'm just saying. Yeah, we mirrors. got mirrors, man. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, bro. Just take them off the damn cars. You're not going to look. <laughs> oh. But I thought that, that was shitty, definitely, though. It, to it, it destroyed Will Power's car, which was really crappy. Like, I understand why he was frustrated. I, I get what you mean, though. He probably shouldn't have come out swinging. But that's uh, part of that whole interaction was when he kicks the wing inlet. Just like, yeah. Get your damn car out. Man, screw your wing. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, Dixon totaled his car, goes to a backup car, starts close to last on the freaking grid, and finishes fifth in the race. Pretty impressive, all things <laughs> aside. Yeah. Um, Put it behind him. Got to work. Yeah. And Will Power had his own struggles throughout the race and couldn't get anything going. So, oh. Um, Okay, since we were just talking about F1, I have to bring this up because this pissed me off. Did y'all see when Newgarden went to go pass Lungard? Uh, he literally washed him right off the track as if he wasn't there. And that's the bullshit that we see in F1 all the time, and that pisses me off. Yeah, He didn't yeah. leave him any room and forced him right off the track. Like, literally as if the guy wasn't there, took a normal line. That shit pisses me off, me man. Me too, bro. That stuff's so lame. Nobody leaves room anymore. They just wash you off the track. Did they give him a penalty or anything for that? I thought it was stupid. Probably not. Now, the stewards in this race were very like, even the announcers were like, how is this not a penalty? Uh, I think the only one that I can remember is, was it Rosenquist or Pato Award pushed? Uh, da -da -da -da. Oh, now I can't even say his name. Um, Rancho. No. <laughs> uh Levi's IndyCar boy, or Indy 500 boy, Frucci. Yeah, Frucci. Oh, Frucci. Yeah. yeah, he pushed him Pettuccini. straight off the track. <laughs> pushed him straight off the yeah. track uh, Yet again. on the second restart. And he got a penalty for, I think, blocking on that one. But besides that, no one really got anything, and people were pushing people all over the place. So I think... IndyCar, we praise them a little too much this season about how they make their rulings, and I need to kind of go back to them. Everybody um, has a bad day, Norman. You know? Everybody yeah, has a bad we day. We saw 2021. I know you're still hurting. I'm just I'm thinking that Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was crazy. Was, no, anyways, let's not go back to that because we're going to bring up no. bad memories. How did our boy uh, uh, Granjo do anyways? Oh, he was 25th. He oh, he got pushed off track. Yeah, he most no, likely he drove on track. track. Or yeah, no, he was he was me last night when I corrected you during the iRacing special and I was like, oh well, Grosjean dipped a tire. He dipped a tire in the grass and spun and sucked. I think I think Erickson hit us. <laughs> 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 it's funny because they're in the same series now. <laughs> yeah, that <Again>. is <laughs> uh, so for now those he... of you who don't know, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. Uh for those of you who don't know uh, I can't remember what year it was, but back at Azerbaijan, I guess uh, um, Grosjean was warming up his tires. <laughs> he just 
completely out of nowhere binned it and just slammed into the wall and tore his whole right front suspension off and they asked him on the radio what happened and he was like and Erickson was behind him but was nowhere near him and he was like I think Erickson hit us and it's just like <laughs> it's so funny you just see him just drive into the wall and lose it I think Erickson hit us <laughs> oh anyways that's so that was funny. another really bad day to be a Haas fan yeah, it's just a this is a normal day for an American in Formula One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately, it's okay. You do actually. I can't. I guess the Canadians are doing better. I can. I can say that we're doing better so far. I mean, we got one dude, but yeah. that's about it. Actually, I don't know. Latifi did ruin a whole championship. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He ruined the whole season, bro. <laughs> I take it back. I think you guys like, got no us. joke. Like that was the worst example ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Uh, so oh, getting back out of F one talk and um, ruining seasons and races. The indie, getting indie. back into IndyCar. Uh, you know, like I said, the race. They kind of fell in and started racing. There was some argy-bargy stuff that went on. Some people couldn't keep it on track and stuff like that. But I guess really the last talking point is Colton Herta dominated this race. And they pit him one lap before everyone else. And he's one lap short on fuel. And ended up having to save and end up coming in fifth place. Because he has to save fuel to make it to the end, giving Alex below the win. And I, I don't know what's going on at Andretti, but they need to stop shooting themselves in the foot. Are they Ferrari backed? Hey, uh, no, they're <laughs> Cadillac backed. There you go. <laughs> yeah, American brands and for and Italians were just we're if, they, if they're. Good. If they're Formula One, but if they are endurance racing, they're Honda back. <laughs> they're Honda backed in. Actually, they're Acura backed in endurance racing because they're gonna partner with um, so Honda. <laughs> da, 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 brain fart. Not Meyer Shank, but um, Shank Meyer, Fred Meyer, nailed it. <laughs> Wayne Oscar Taylor Meyer? racing. Um, <laughs> Walmart. They're gonna, they're gonna. I think they're Wayne Taylor and Andretti are partnering for next season in IMSA. We'll see that. Really? But yes. That's what it. the rumor floating around the paddock is, and that's to help try to get Wayne Taylor a second car on the grid, and I'll maybe look into talking up, trying to talk with Honda and. Putting a WEC car into it too. Let's have it. But there's a lot of things that have to go the right way because Acura can't go to WEC. Why? Because they're owned by Honda? Because Acura is American and is only sold in America. So why is oh. Honda going to put Acura in a world series? Yeah, it'd be cool to see. Um, it'd be cool to see if they could make some sort of agreement, because um, I know that the Acura Honda thing kind of limits them. But it would nice be nice to see Honda in the 
in the motorsports there in, in WEC because uh, that sucks that Acura is just limited to IMSA. Um, so it would be definitely great to see there. But uh, Levi, you know some stuff about Honda, don't you? Yeah, spe speaking of Honda, they're hey. sponsoring the next two Indy races, actually. The in Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio and the Honda Indy uh, Toronto. Uh, but the next time you'll actually get to see them on track is July 2nd at the uh, Mid-Ohio track. I think everybody kind of likes that one. That was a pretty good one. I'm, it is a good track. That. It's American track on July 2nd. American you know? track. But talking about American tracks, American historical tracks, everyone interested, IMSA is at Watkins Glen this weekend for the six hour of the Glen. Ooh, Ooh. I, lo I love any endurance race at the Glen. Honestly, it's pretty damn cool. I'm with it. Yep. Speaking of American history, we got Nashville Super Speedway coming up, too, for the Ally 400, Sunday, June 25th, for NASCAR. 20. We're back. By the way, we Ew. had an off week, which we didn't even say anything about. They never have off weeks. That's huge. Is it kind of weird that they, they, they were on during Mother's Day and off during they, I, Father's man, Day weekend? You. Yeah, it's I backwards. Mean. They get, they raced on Mother's Day. They raced on Easter, and then they take Father's Day off. Right? I yeah, thought that wasn't a normal strange. thing. But, now, yeah, in my opinion, right. they should they should take a bit more holidays and like days off. I mean, I love that NASCAR's on every weekend. Don't get me wrong. Thirty eight races a season is absolutely fantastic because I can put it on, and I can watch every Sunday, or I can miss a race or two, and who cares? Because there's thirty six more. Like it's kind of cool that way. But but NASCAR's like the uh, Major League Baseball of racing. Yes, like, yes, yeah, they race. They it's race. Like, are y'all done the season weekend. yet, bro, or what? <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and just to touch on uh, the OF1, next time we'll see them is Red Bull Ring. Um, it'll be on July 2nd as well, so we'll have Indy and I'm um, sure NASCAR races then. And, so uh, we ain't going to have a lot of talk about Yeah, NASCAR the races point. in Chicago that weekend. Yay. Oh, hey, yay, hey, we're all don't excited bash about the that. Track. Track. Don't bash it until we see it. Okay, could true be story, good true story, true product. story. Uh huh. There might be a couple shootings, says. but it's okay. We'll get through <laughs> it. <laughs> we'll all get through it together. Do they all, all ride around shot. with a Colt 45 in their race car with them? No, luckily, every every mile you go around oh, the track, there's a little pullout called the bunker shelter where you just, when there's a red flag, you drive in there and we park it up for however long we need to clear the incident. And there is a drive. If there is a drive by, then everyone drives through. Yep. <laughs> drive by. Yeah. <laughs> Got to figure it out. <laughs> Anyways, I think that pretty much wraps it up for uh, lap 21. I really still can't believe we're on lap 21. That's pretty exciting. Um, I think we got some stuff that uh, I was I wasn't uh, unfortunately be uh, was able to be a part of, but I think we got a little 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 bit extra coming out um, from lap zero. The boys here, the trio of uh, Dave, Antonio, Norman, they were working on a little something something. A little letter to a well-known um, racing platform, online sim racing platform. Be on the lookout for that. I wonder which one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Motorsports games. Yeah, yeah, right. But anyways, I think we'll be working on that. We've got we've got that in the old uh, oven. But besides that, boys, um, I think it's a it's a wrap. No, they will start wrapping. Bye guys, bye Dave, bye.